Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. So we're studying um, the uh, Extra Mile series, which which, um, Chaz uh, kicked off here this morning. Uh, I did uh, a service in uh, Inverness. Uh, And so we're going to go straight into into Matthew chapter 5. I I want us to understand that um, in the 360 series that we did, the 360 series was very much about your spiritual identity. It was about what God has called you to do to be ministers, to have the courage to rise up and start just praying for people and ministering to people and having the courage. So it was very much geared around your identity of who you are in Christ. That, but the Extra Mile series is about how God wants us now to live our life. What, what, if God has done all of these things for us, what is that response for us? And so we're going to go to Matthew chapter 5. And, and in Matthew 5, we've got this, we've got this incredible chapter uh, on the Beatitudes or the beautiful attitudes. It's all about what God um, is requiring of us. And, I, and I'm going to just quickly, um, I haven't got these, um, I haven't got this for you um, uh, Gabby, so I'm just going to quickly go, but see, in the beautiful attitudes, uh, the Beatitudes, it, it, it talks about blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, blessed um, are the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Here Jesus, he's setting up this incredible atmosphere where he's speaking about the flow of heart, what's flowing out of your heart, regardless of what is happening to you. It's about what is flowing. Blessed are you when something comes out of you that is God nature, right? Now, um, he he goes through all of these and then he comes to the end of the end of Matthew chapter 5, and, and it, it talks about these blessings, and we read these blessings so often, and we, we're blessed by them because they, you, you feel inspired, encouraged to, to, to be one who hungers and, uh, after uh, righteousness, who, who, who desires the uh, mercy, and, and on all of these wonderful features, these wonderful attitudes, we desire those things. But at the end of Matthew chapter 5, what happens is that Matthew chapter 5 has got this just extraordinary, um, it's just a punch in the face type scripture. It's like, and, and Jesus, he kind of ruins it really. He goes, in verse, Matthew 5 verse 39, he says, But I tell you not to resist an evil person who slaps you in the right cheek. It's uh, Turn the other to him also. He didn't say which cheek he was... Anyway, so, sorry. <laughs> I've got, yeah, I've got jokes I can't tell in church. Right, anyway, so, if anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, And from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. 
So Jesus, Jesus sets up the whole scenario of Matthew 5 with the attitude that we should carry into life. And then right at the end, he, he brings forward the worst case scenarios of all of the worst case scenarios that we, our kind of paranoia would, would have. Supposing this happened to me. Supposing, supposing this person was stealing from me. Supposing this person was demanding unfairly these things from me. Well, surely I've got some kind of right. I've got some defense. The Lord is my defense. He will take care of me. But Jesus goes, no, that is not what I want you to do. I want you to go the extra mile. And so we've got to ask ourselves, what is the extra mile? Because I've discovered that when from a human nature you, you decide to just dig in your heels and, and persevere through trouble, that causes you more exhaustion than it does faith. Are you with me here? So it's not about perseverance. It must be about something else. And, and what we're talking about in this series is about what we discover in the extra mile. Because if, if Jesus wants us to go the extra mile, it's in the extra mile that something is revealed of the nature of yeah. God that isn't found in the first one. See, in the first mile is, is the persecution. In the first season is, is, the, is the trouble that other people cause us. And, and then our nature is to try and find a way in which we can run away from trouble. Yeah. And God's going, yeah, I don't want you to run away. I want you to take ownership of it. Wow. Yeah, so good. I want you to take control of it. Wow. You see that? That was like... <laughs> <laughs> I want you to take charge of it. You see, what used to happen is the Romans were, had the legal right to demand a, a commoner, somebody who, who demand them and take their equipment and uh, fighting equipment and whatever, they would have to carry it for a mile. That was the legal, that was the legal length they had to take it a mile. And, and, and Jesus says, yeah, don't go one mile, go two miles. All right? Don't go one mile, go Two miles. Why is he telling you to go two miles? Well, the first mile is the mile that is being demanded from you. The second mile, you're now in charge. You're now setting the tone, the culture, the attitude, the environment. You're the one who is bringing, empowering the environment, not being left not being demanded of not being taken from not being taken advantage of because the moment you change the rules and say hey if you're going to take from me then why don't you take all of it in fact come on i'm going to help you suddenly it takes the environment that is there trying to destroy you and it sets you up in a place where you can walk in the fullness of the promise of the power of God. See, God doesn't want us to be victims of that environment. He doesn't even want us to be ones where he has to come and rescue us from these situations. He wants us to walk in the victory that is causing us to overcome in every environment. It's in the extra mile. And the extra mile is facing your troubles, is facing the pressure of life, is facing the everyday. And it's saying, I'm not walking away from this, but I'm going to carry on. But this time, I'm going to do it in faith in Jesus Christ. I am stepping into my extra mile. I'm bringing the power of the kingdom of God. See, that's how we transform 
a society. That's how we transform our lives. That's how we transform. We, we step out of the pressure of what is everyday problems and we step into the righteousness of the kingdom of God and now we are supernaturally operating on a completely different level. We've stepped from the carnal realm to the spiritual realm. We've stepped from the realm of the world to the realm of the kingdom of God. And so what we're going to go through is what we're going to discover is what is in the extra mile. This is what this series is all about, is is what is in the extra mile. And, and, And in this extra mile, um, Chaz read from um, Isaiah chapter 11 this morning. Uh, and I just want to go back there because there are seven natures of the Spirit of God. There are seven qualities of the Spirit of God that are described in, in, in Isaiah chapter 11. And we've got seven weeks between now and Pentecost. And it says in Isaiah chapter 11, um, verse one, we're going to read one and two, and then we're going to go down and we're going to read verse 10. But for some reason, I've deleted verse 10. I did. I actually did delete it. I remember doing it now. I've deleted verse 10 from my scripture, but we can put it up on screen, can't we, Gabby? Thank you. Okay. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. That's one. The spirit of wisdom, two. The spirit of understanding, three. The spirit of counsel and might, that's four and five. For the um, the spirit of, where's seven? Knowledge. I, knowledge, sorry, I missed some out. The spirit of, do you know what? I think I've deleted half my scripture. Let's read this again. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And we have these seven qualities, characteristics of the Spirit of God that rests upon Jesus Christ. Now go to verse 10. And it says, And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner to the people, for the Gentiles shall seek him, and his resting place shall be glorious. Now I I want you to see this because... um, When a standard is set forth, that standard sets the language, it sets the attitude, it sets the culture, it sets everything and says, this is who we are. Mm, You put a banner over a a house, you put a banner over an organisation, you set forth a banner and the banner determines who you are. And the Bible's saying here in verse 10, this is... This is verse 10. This is Jesus Christ who is our banner, who has the spirit of Christ upon him. So everything that is upon, all that was on Jesus Christ is upon us because he is the banner that exists over us. So if I'm living my life and I'm under pressure and I decide that I want to live by faith and not by fear, not by um, pulling back, by, by pushing in, I step into and under the banner yeah. of Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's good. I step under the banner. Until I step under the banner, I'm not living in the extra mile. Mm-hmm. 
And if I'm not living in the extra mile, I'm not living in the manifest presence of God. You're looking at me going, well, how did you get to that? <laughs> Listen, the, the presence of God is, we've, we are a presence culture church, right? I keep saying it. I want us to understand the nature of it. We are a presence culture church. Why are we a presence culture church? Because if we live, if we have church that values his presence, then we have church that lives according to his values and not our own. We change in the presence. If the queen was here, we would all be dressed differently for a start. Wouldn't we? We'd all be different, right? We wouldn't slouch. You'd sit up, right? And um, it, we wouldn't be serving coffee. It'd be tea. Anyway, we'd be. The, we, we would. You behave according. You behave according to who's in the room, right? Yeah. And so when the when the presence of God is here, we start living according to His nature mm. and not according to ours. Yeah. Now. The presence of God is revealed in the Bible in two ways. The omnipresence of God. The omnipresence of God is his grace that fills the earth, covering all things, seeing all things, knowing all things, being in all places. The omnipresence. But the omnipresence, the omnipotence, the, the fullness of God, the omnipresence of God is everywhere. He is everywhere. But the manifest presence of God is when we are walking in his grace and we discover his manifest presence that leads us into a closer relationship with him. Now, I want to show you the manifest presence in James chapter 4. Sorry, uh, 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 John chapter 14, sorry, Gabby. John 14, verse 22. Judas, not Iscariot. (laughs) Uh, Judas, or Thaddeus is probably a better name. He was also known as, and also Jude. The word Jude, the name Jude in the Bible was drawn from, they changed it to because of Judas. You can't call anyone else Judas. So so they had Jude, and and this is uh, Judas uh, Thaddeus, Jude Thaddeus. Said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and he will come to him and make our home with him. All right, let me read that to you again. See, in John 14, we've had this discussion. Philip has already said to Jesus, he's already said to Jesus, look, um, Jesus, we don't know where you're going. How can we know where you're going? And Jesus is, we don't know where the Father is. We don't know where you're going. We're just really confused here. We, we, don't, we don't know what you're talking about. And Jesus is going, look, look, Philip, have you been with me this so long? You don't know. If you know me, you know the Father. And, and, and Judas, he's getting it. But he, he's still confused because he wants to know what's the difference between the manifest presence and the omnipresence of God. How can you reveal yourself to us and not the world? How is it that your presence comes to us, but not to everyone? This is talking about the manifest presence of God. And Jesus says, look, if you love me, I will come to you. 
in, in James chapter 4 and verse 8, it says, if you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. Yeah. If you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. What is all of that, what is all that saying? The, this is the rule of the extra mile. It's your decision to step out first. Stop waiting for God. God, the Bible says time and again, repeats this. If you love me, I will love you. Hmm. See, we already know he's loved us first. So that's already set. We've moved on from that point. Now it's your move. See, see, God's already done the saving, giving his life, laying it down. He's already done that for God so loved the world. He's already proven his love. So the responsibility for us now to know his presence and to know the nature of his spirit is to step into and saying, God, I'm stepping into that extra mile. I'm not backing away from these pressure points, but I'm, I'm taking charge of them right now. I'm yeah. stepping into it right now in Jesus' name. Yeah. There have been many moments over the years where people have done all sorts of terrible things to us. Just stolen and stuff happens, right? Stuff happens. And, and what I found is this. I found that if you love those, if you love everyone, you step into the extra mile and, and you, you can look pretty stupid from the outside because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But now we're not living by their rules. We're living by our rules. So good. Wow. Yeah. It's our rules now. Because no one can demand of you the extra mile. Yeah, that's good. No one can take from you. You want to take from me? That's all right. Let's keep, just keep taking because I'm going to keep giving. And, uh, but this is now my terms. And in my terms is the kingdom of God. Yeah. What is the kingdom of God? Yeah. The kingdom of God is what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And love your neighbor as yourself. What is that? It's stepping out into the extra mile. It's going God first. And God says, ah, put me first. I will manifest myself in you. I reveal my nature in you. Now, what is in the nature of God that is the banner of Jesus Christ. And one of those banners is the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the last one we looked at. And the fear of the Lord, I just want to focus on these things because the fear of the Lord is James chapter 4, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is simply this. God, I, I draw near to you. I honor you first. Yeah. You yeah. see, you, if, you make, if you make the fear of the Lord the first step in your life with him, then what you're doing is you're stepping out and you're honoring the king in the extra mile. Mm. Jesus said in, towards the end of Matthew's gospel where he's, he's speaking of the kingdom of God and, and he's speaking to these, talking about the difference between sheep and goats. All right? And he's talking about the difference between sheep and goats and he's going, look, look, sheep's bar and goats butt, right? So, <laughs> he doesn't say that. So, he goes... And he says, if you did it 
to the least of my brethren, you did it to me. You did it to the least of my brethren, you did it to me. So what is he saying? He's saying, if you drew near to me, then I will draw near to you. Come, my faithful brethren, he says, and enter into your rest. Why? Because you feared the Lord. You made the Lord number one first. You gave fear to his... What does the fear of the Lord do? If you fear of the Lord changes how every step of your day exists. It changes it. Now, I need you to see this because here in... Here in... Um, James 4 and verse 17, right towards the end, he says, this is, uh, this is cruel, this verse. Now, therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Oh, that's not fair. I mean, sin, I know what sin is. Sin's being nasty. Sin's saying something to, about someone that you shouldn't say. Sin is undermining. Sin is discouraging someone. Sin is doing all of those selfish things that, that, that causes hurt and upset in other people. Minimum. Bare minimum. Doesn't it? Yeah. That's sin. So if I don't do those things, then that's not sinning. But James goes, yeah, yeah, no, it's not how it works. If you don't do good... Because the good is in the extra mile. The good is in the extra mile. What is the extra mile? The extra mile is speaking, you see, not discouraging and not speaking words of gossip and not those things. Is is that being good? No, that's not being good. That's just not being bad. <laughs> that's, just, that's just keeping your mouth shut. That's rubbish. <laughs> that's walking the first mile. Yeah. Walking the first mile is keeping your mouth shut. Walking the second mile is saying, you're a really good person. I think you could do amazing things for God. I really like what you're doing. I'm just speaking a word of encouragement and lifting up people and not, not even, not just not tearing them down, but building them up and speaking life and hope and faith. James said, if you do these things, see, these are the things we, we know that we're called to do and we can only discover the presence and the power of God if we do good, yeah. not if we just don't do bad. Yeah. Now, I want to finish with this because in Matthew... Matthew chapter 5, I've got it here somewhere, I know I have, because I haven't followed the notes or anything, I've just, Matthew chapter 5, and right towards the end, in fact, I've got it in my Bible here, I've, I've actually got a Bible, have you got it up there, oh, look at that, you all knew it was there, didn't you, you you're going, don't tell him. <laughs> Matthew chapter 5. Now, this blows me away. You see, we measure our life by 
We measure our life by our human standards. You with me? But if I've given my life to Christ, my human standards are no longer the measurement that is being used to measure me. I'm now being measured according to my faith in him. And Jesus says, this is the end of going the extra mile. It's the end of the Beatitudes. This is right at the end of his entire message. He says, therefore, therefore, you shall be perfect. Just as your father in heaven is perfect. Perfection is found in the extra mile. You shall be perfect. Isn't that extraordinary? Laura likes her makeup. She's a bit of a makeup queen. If you need advice on makeup, I often go to Laura. On some, I need filler. Apparently, you can get that. Can you? You can get fillers for your wrinkles. Can you get filler? Botox, yeah. Facelift, yeah, yeah. I think I might need one of those one day. Anyway, a staple gun, that's what, that'll fix it. And <laughs> just crunk, 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 just put it all back around by my ears. And we spend a lot of time working on, we spend a lot of time working on perfection. I did a message at a ladies' conference on what is perfection for a woman. Nobody believed I wrote it. They went, surely your wife wrote that. And what is perfection for a woman? But we have different standards of perfection. But the Father says, the Word of God says, you are perfect. How? Stepping into the extra mile. How am I going to be perfect? Stepping into the extra mile. How am I going to live in that manifest relationship? How's God's power going to be revealed in me? Stepping into the extra mile. I step in the extra mile. There's the banner right there. There's the banner. The Spirit of God revealing Himself right there for me. Because in the extra mile, we become entirely dependent on God. Because everything we're doing in the natural doesn't make any sense. So when your colleagues at work become dismissive, become difficult, just stepping into that zone. I remember when a couple of years ago when James was um, working for a company, his boss was just a really difficult wasn't he he was just he was so difficult and so demanding and James just found a way of not only getting around him but but everyone was in the office was doing what people do complaining doing all that stuff but James walked a different path he stepped into the extra mile and he started honoring him he started doing the things that he that his boss unreasonably expected from him and he started just talking and communicating with him in a manner that was completely different to the way he was being treated. So the response he got from James was the extra mile. It caused James to step into such favor. He's still living in that favor. They're still living in the favor of that, of that 
behavior, of that lifestyle. The Bible says, humility and fear of the Lord will cause prosperity, health and life. You know, you've got to understand that that when you step into the presence of God, when you step into God's presence, you're stepping into the extra mile. His presence is found in the place where the most difficult circumstances are made manifest. And when we just step up and go, God, I'm just going to love you. I'm going to love these unlovely people. I'm going to, I'm going to behave differently to what the world behaves. I'm not going to behave according to my own sense of self-justice or justification. But I'm going to minister something different. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.junctionchurch.com.